Modernist cat we wee, 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 modernist cat we wee. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the comedians! Right then, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Blue Ray. Blue by name, blue by fucking nature. And I'm your compare for the evening. Our first act, not my cup of tea, but you know, neither is little Grey. Can't move for the bastard stuff now. You might like him, Phil Jarvis. Hello, madam. Are you having a nice evening? Good. I don't have any material. Uh, here, there's um, there'll be some snow. Let's get your coat. Sounds like you're on mute. Well, when I was a child, very similar to how it would be now for a child. <clears throat> Come here often? When two cars collide, you better hope one of them's got insurance. Five years ago, it was a car show. It was a very nice day out. Thank you, Stephen. Chris Akabusi. Don't hear much about him these days, do you? Got a dubstep. Son? Follow me on Twitter. Good night. What's, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen? I don't know. I, I, the funniest thing I've ever seen in real life or like just in any, any, any media, any media. Um, um, I, I think just seeing a, nan, a, a dog playing a piano always makes me laugh. I think that's like, if something, if I just want something that would instantly make me laugh, 
It's a dog playing the piano or keyboard. What about keyboard cat? Do you find that funny? Yeah. Or is it just dogs? I think cats are quite funny, but I think it's like more funny about a dog doing it. Just because often you get the howling as well. Yeah. And just. It's just, you know, it's just the perfect chemistry between dog and piano. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're saying that a dog playing the piano is the, has the perfect chemistry between dog and piano? I don't know what came first, the dog or the piano, but <laughs> a dog playing the piano is the funniest thing. What are you? I remember I was obsessed with this clip on the internet. And it's just like this sort of like American teenager. <laughs> he like, <laughs> he's got like a, a <laughs> it's sort of uh, it's sort of a bar of pure honey, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, uh, okay, got the honey, ah. <laughs> He's like ready for some air. He's like ready for some air. He's like ready for some ASMR. He gets really close to the microphone. He bites the honey. This whole fuck of honey. I don't understand. He's he ate some honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He ate some honey. Like, you know, you do not, you're not supposed to just eat, you know, 
a, a comb of honey, a honeycomb. Um, there's still has to take his bites it, and then he realizes what he's done. And he's like overwhelmed, and he's like, Bleh! he's not sick or anything. And then he just utters the words, so hungry. <laughs> The honey. <laughs> a little ASMR. It's so honey. Hey, we got the honey. <laughs> a little ASMR. Another bad gig I did. Um, <clears throat> it was one of the only uh, mirth control gigs I've done, um, and we'll ever do. So me and this other act sort of drove to Portsmouth, and it was uh, labelled as a comedy and curry night. Um, and essentially, it was this big function room in a hotel on the seafront of Portsmouth. The lights stayed up, and um, <clears throat> there was no like announcement that the show had started, and there's no indication. So the compare basically had to just sort of stop everyone midway through their meal and be like <laughs> okay the show is the show is starting now the show is starting and um these like experience did you get a curry pie i'm trying to remember i'm not sure if we did i don't think or maybe and no, maybe we did actually no i think we did to be fair i, I think we got i think we got no, we didn't. No, we didn't because um, we had to go to the spa down the road and bought well, like a scotch egg or something. Um, it was classic. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even get a um, didn't even didn't get, get a curry in the company in curry. No. I remember I made, I made you a curry when you did that gig in Basingstoke. <laughs> you did, yeah. It's very nice. Um, and there was like you know the compare came on. And, you know, he's proper experienced circuit-hardened comedian. He was like, "This is this is tough." You know, they're not they're not into this at all. And then the, like, the first act went on, and again, he was just like, he wasn't really getting anything, and he was like, "Really tough, really tough." You know, I was just sitting there going, "There's nothing." I was going through all my jokes, and I was like, "There's nothing." 
There's nothing here that they will like. There's absolutely nothing that I can whip out the bag to save this. I was like, I'm, 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 I'm fucked. Because, you know, I was doing all sort of clever, clever, or what I thought was clever, clever, sort of, um, you know, London hipster, wanker, comedy. And they came to me um, and I, <laughs> well, you know, I think it was, um, uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think in the end I just resigned myself and I was like, I'm not even going to try and say this because I'm a bit of a, uh, a, a sadomasochist, I guess, and, and I just wanted to, I just thought if I'm going to go, if I'm going to bomb, I might as well bomb fucking hard. Um, and I so and I think I think there was sort I sort of said a bit like um, a bit of a few silly things and there was sort of a few there were oh who's this guy and there's, uh, there's a few laughs and they're like oh he's a bit weird but you know we'll go with him and then I did a um, I did a joke and I I can't remember what the joke is because it's been so long but I remember the punchline was something like. German film star Julia Jens and um, <laughs> stunned silence and was like, oh, no. <laughs> who the fuck is this? Who is that? Who is that? Uh, she's, she's just there. Uh, um, she was in uh, Sophie Shaw and, um, and The Educators. Um, and that was your punchline when you turned an actress. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I think it was oh. like. Um, what uh, was the gag? I, I can't remember. I think it was something like. Uh, the conceit of the gag was something like the, the uh, people who I like fancy, like celebrities I fancied. Um, but it was sort of done in a way which. Obviously, there was like, you know, but I don't, I can't, I can't. Um, but anyway, you know, needless to say, they, they stuck sort of the, the room, the room. I stuck this idea of these people having to stop their curry and watch a guy whose punchline is to say an unknown German actress. I used to end my set um, by, basically I was set up a call back at the in the middle of the set and then um uh and the punchline to the joke was that's what the food stamps authorities for um <laughs> we said all this was no wonder i i never became a set <laughs> the caliber of punchlines that i'm regaling in <laughs> but that was a joke solid gold for me mate <laughs> There's <laughs> a joke which the punchline was that's what the food stamps authorities for. Um and then the the, the callback at the end was I would say it again, but I'd rip my shirt off to reveal a, a t shirt with the words and um, that's what the food stamps authorities for. And when I sort of ripped off my t shirt, uh, that sort of got a bit of a reaction. Um but instead of letting me finish my set, someone just started shouting strip and then the whole audience so this fucking huge 
conference room of people were shouting strip, strip, strip to, to me. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna strip. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and they were like, they weren't having those like strip, strip. And I couldn't rescue the gig because they were just shouting strip, strip. Um, and I was like, no. And then I, then they started booing and. Um, when I tried to carry on doing my set and I wouldn't strip, um, they carried, they just booed and like I just completely lost. They were like, boo, get off, boo. And um, I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, it was an open spot as well. Like I had to pay the driver to get there, but I didn't actually get paid myself. So I just sort of, uh, I sort of left, left the stage. And, um, you know, I mean, the room was like now, it was sort of seething and it was like, I've completely killed any goodwill that the, the compare had sort of wrestled from them. And I said to the, this, um, the, the next um, bloke who was up, um, the next open spot, I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I've just killed the room for you. And he was like, he's like, no, don't worry. Um, and then he went on and stormed it, absolutely stormed it. Um, <clears throat> You're just getting them heated up. Yeah, but the, he stormed it. And like, but I remember thinking, well, I was never really going to, to win them round because one of, one of his punchlines was like, I didn't know whether he was a pedo or a retard. And that like blew the roof off of everyone. <laughs> hilarious. I was like, okay, fair not your up. not your market, not not my market. But that's not that's not where the story gets good. The next thing was like the the driver, the, the comedian. He um, I met him a couple of months later at another gig, and I was like, oh hey, how are you? I was like, oh, do you remember that awful? Um, comedy in Curry Night in Portsmouth and he was like oh yeah that was you he was like oh my god you'll never guess what happened afterwards the venue um, rang up the promoters and sort of demanded their money back <laughs> and, and they threatened to sue if they didn't get their fee back because and the reason they came was because I went on and I was so bad that they were oh. like... <laughs> they threatened to sue. Yeah, that, that is like probably my proudest achievement of my stand-up career is that I was so bad that the venue threatened legal action against the promoters. That's <laughs> That's insane. So 
on rice. We got the good night. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, my name's Nathan, and uh, my mum gave me some good advice the other day. But when the room just kind of gives that memory. very painful silence of just like, this is not on. Yeah, I mean, those are the, those are the moments you live for, though, aren't it, really? That's like... <sighs> I mean, you know, have all the things I've missed. All the things I've missed during this pandemic. Going to a sparsely attended open mic night and watching someone die in their ass. <laughs> what, what I wouldn't give to have that <laughs> That's what, yeah, yeah. That's what you live for. It, it is, like, as soon as lockdown's over, I'm going to London, I'm going to the arse end of London, some shitty pub. Because, oh, people are going to be so rusty after Everyone doing the same pack lockdown material before it's even before it's even the first lockdown jokes happened. It's already hacked. What do you reckon people be riffing about? They'll be like, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, that Zoom. <laughs> oh, Drew, well, you forgot to unmute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this audience have forgot to unmute themselves. <laughs> You know, be like, oh, I was, um, uh, I was, I was in the pub the other day, and then we'll be like, no, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be like a whole. I think it'll be a bit like sort of Generation X style culture, where it'll just be like quite grungy and depressing. It'll be like, yeah, I was alone. <laughs> And that'll be that'll be like the line, and then, uh, and then, I think that's what's going to happen. There's going to be like a sort of a grunge turn in comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my prediction. Grungy comedy. It'll be kind of like Beckettian bleakness meets um, modern technology. Yeah, I think it'll be fascinating. Those first few post-lockdown open mic nights. Um, meet up in London and just go to like a few just to see what the vibes like. I think so. I think that would be. I think that'd be good. I'd love that. I'd really like that. Modernist Cat Wee Wee.